Hey everybody, this is Mr. Big Mouth, aka Dante, and I am here on a beautiful Sunday morning after I turned around and had awesome sex. No, it really wasn't awesome. Like, okay, so like I'm a whore. And we had a, I had like a two a two double hitter. So it was a busy Sunday. So first off, it started off like early in the mo morning, had a booty call, one of my regulars, had hot fucking sex. Then turned around, had a double down, had another booty call, and hot, awesome, okay sex. And then I had to do another podcast interview, and this bitch talked forever, and I almost shot myself in the head. And now, I'm here with the most patient and awesome person. Hi, Eminem. How are you? I'm very, very well. How are you? I can't complain. You can see that my Sunday was really, really busy of horrorism. Uh, yes. No wonder you didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> I sure I mean, did. Well, it sounded like you did eat breakfast. It just wasn't the breakfast of champions I'm used. I had an Angus burger. <laughs> and it was tasty. And then I, ha I had, like, head falafel. And head falafel was, uh, okay. I wanted to send it back, uh, back to the waitress. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, I want to say I had bacon and eggs, but that was real. <laughs> <laughs> you had the real, real food. I didn't. Exactly. The only listen. The only the only real food that I had was a bruga, a white bruga with cranberry juice. So I am on one today. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Cheers. So and, and, oh, cheers. <laughs> oh, and, and you know what? Okay, okay, sipping your tea. The teacup is. I got a big is... old teacup for you. I was ready. Oh yes, I love it. And and let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Did you get to see the inauguration and all that? Did you get to see it? I did. I I caught right. I literally tuned in right as Lady Gaga was about to start singing, like the invocation, and I was like, "This is it." That yes, and that and I. You know what? At first, I felt when I seen Lady Gaga. That I was on, um, what's that movie? The Mockingbird. Ah. I really thought that she was about to sing, like, something like that. I, I really felt like, like, I was like, oh my God. Pita, pita. Yeah, really. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I love Lady Gaga. She is an Aries, she is an Aries family. She's March, but I'll let her have it. Let her have it. Let her have it. You know, you know, she's not, fi <laughs> she's not as fiery, but she, she does a little bit. There's a lot of great March Aries. You know, we have Lady Gaga, we have Mariah Carey. So, like, they're doing their job. Yes. I love them. Yes. But we, we, it, for me, it's all about April. It's all about April. All about April. Let me ask you a qu uh, question. Of course. Now, if nobody, nobody knows, I had to get you up here because you are one of the Best drag queens I've seen. Seen, okay. Oh, well, thank you. And when I, I met you, it. it was like so awesome, really kind, really not a nice. And that's why I was like, I wanted to have someone that was a drag queen and queen and can give us the fun shit, the bad shit, and all the shit in between. Because I haven't had <laughs> well, that on I the show yet. I know. I'm surprised. Uh, it's alright. I forgive you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do, do appreciate it. Um, so, let's go back a little bit. So, okay. it's Corona time. Yes. 
You're doing your drag show. Mm. When was the first boom? Like, oh shit. Like, I can't perform here no more. Like, what the fuck? What was great was, okay, so the weekend before we all shut down, um, the, the I, do, I used to do two brunches. So mm-hmm. I used to do one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Okay. The Saturday one, we they canceled. So I ended up actually not doing drag that day. I went um, out with my two good friends. <laughs> we, we got a game. We went to an escape room. We did a lot of crazy things. We sat in Bryant Park. We were like, we're going to get all this out because who knows? We, mm. you know, we, we knew we were going to shut down, but it hadn't quite happened yet. We weren't quite sure. So we we're like, okay, let's just have a fun day. Mm. Since I'm available, they're available, all that jazz. The next day, I did brunch for what turns out to be the last time of 2020, considering it was March 14th, I think. Okay. So that was a surprise. That was I was like, oh, don't worry. I'll be back in a month. It'll be all okay. We'll be back by my birthday. I'll be happy. They'll be happy. Everyone will be happy. Um, so I did that one really being like, you know what? I'll see you when I see you. We'll be back in a month. And uh, here we are about 11 months later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my you know? God. Close to a fucking year. That shit is crazy. And it was crazy for me because I was like crazy with my job. And I was just like, it was nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And I was like, oh my God, this shit is like for real, for real. Um, yeah. So, so okay, so let me go back. Let me, let me, st- let me make sure I'm clear. So what happened was I was crazy with my job. Uh-huh. And then I had got the flu, right? Yes, I remember. So I said, oh, fuck. I think I might have the Rona. So I went to the doctor, A, B, and C. He says, no, stupid, you have the flu. The regular old... Regular old flu. Boring flu. But you know what the fuck? It was like I went home, I stayed in the house, I didn't go out, I didn't go drinking, I didn't do anything. I came out for a little bit and that was it. And then when I came out, it was like TWD, The Walking Dead. It was like waking up in the hospital and like, what the fuck's going on? The streets are quiet. So me being the drunk that I am, I walk to one place. No, we don't do that. I walk to another place. No, it's shut down. I go to another place. I'm like, well, fuck. Well, let me go to Lower East Side where all my other bartenders are. They looking at me like I'm fucking stupid. Mind you, I don't really watch the news. It's sad. Don't judge me. But I usually just look at the shit on my app for, like, big things. Yeah. And the only person who was really going off the most was was the orange man. And the mm-hmm. orange man, I don't pay him no attention. So, exactly. I, no, all I was, not. yeah, all I, yeah, thank God. He's like, boy! Um, so, um, I'm looking, I'm binge-watching all my favorite shows, whatever the case is. I said, you know, I need to get out this fucking house and I need to have a drink. Go. Everything's things closed. I said, well, fuck. Where the fuck am I going to get my entertainment with the drag queens and shit? So then I start looking on your um on your social media and I see everything going on. Like, I literally was even social media. I wasn't even fucking looking at. It was just getting healthy and stuff. Yeah. I was like, yo, this some bullshit. And it was right. Be- and then my birthday's in April. So I was like, I, d- I had a trip planned to go to Mexico and Colombia. So I was so fucking mad. You don't even know. Oh, I can only imagine. I don't, oh, you don't even know. 
How I like literally I was like there was so many things I had planned to do in 2020. Like I feel like everyone had this same story, but literally I had written down a bunch of things in December and I was like and I sat down with one of my friends and I was like, This is what I want to do. Like this is I want this to happen in this month and then this pageant is this month and then this pageant is this month and by that this by September I want this to be done. And then literally it was like March uh, 25th, and I was like, well, that seems, I, I don't know if any of this is going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. It's so, it was so fucking weird. So, now you hit the pan- pandemic. Where, when, when, when does it occur to you, like, what the fuck? Where do I get my bread and butter from? from? I, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do drag for a full month. I took a whole break. So I was like, oh, this is like a little vacation, like a, a staycation, essentially. Okay. I'm like, this is going to be a cute little staycation. I'm going to party at home. I'm going to, you know, relax. And then we'll go back to my five days a week. <laughs> okay. And then I think it hit me, like, I, actually, once I hit my birthday, I was like, well, I guess now I need to start doing things in order to, to have any sort of um, income. Income, you know, I had a little bit saved, but not enough to do all that. Okay. So, um, so it was around a, a, probably about the end of March. I think I did my first show in either the end of March or the beginning of May. Okay. Um, I waited a little bit, but um, it was it was it was intense. It was crazy. Yeah. Did, uh, to wait that long. Yeah, that you know. So, I don't want to get too sad into it, but did you lose anybody because of this virus? I, um, I've, I've had friends who've lost people, but I've not left anyone close to me. Okay. Um, the only person I, this is going to sound really depressing, but the only person I would have worried about would have been my mother, but she's already dead. Okay. As, as, uh, as awkward as that is, you know, you have those moments where you're sitting here and you're like thinking back and you're like, you know what? Thank God this person has passed on. They don't have to deal with this. Yeah. No. And, and and to be honest with you, it's so true because um, um, so you know we're not going on a depressing moment, but for real, like in February, right before it got big. Now this is how crazy it was. So remember, I was I was out sick I, before I was out sick on the flu. My uncle had passed, and I had to you know bury him and stuff, and then I had got the I, I was getting the flu. But I said, thank God he passed before the virus happened because then he would have been a part of, a part of the, those groups where they were just holding bodies. They wouldn't have them in funeral homes and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, so even though your mother had passed ahead of t- time, which is unfortunate, but we want to be happy that she didn't do it in this time because you'll be like, well, where the hell am I going to put her? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. So we got. Like you wouldn't have. I wouldn't want to have to worry if she would be able to get into the hospital in general. You mm-hmm. know. So it was. It was a. I guess a positive thing to think about of a very negative event. Yeah. A blessing like, in disguise. Exactly. So. Yeah. It is what it is, but. <laughs> so. Okay. Now. How do you begin? That's right. Whip that hair. How do you <laughs> get into drag? What makes you say, today I'm putting on a wig, I'm putting on a dress, and I'm tucking my dick in my ass? How does this start? Well, um, 
I have a degree in theater, so I I like performing in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, it's very difficult in Corona in the in the quarantine time to kind of get that energy to do all that because for me, I feel like because I did theater, I focused on stage. Okay. So for me, I get a lot of my energy from being with people and being able to like converse and like interact with people that are physically there. Mm-hmm. So doing this um, on a virtual scale is much more difficult for me in the sense that I don't get the same kind of feeling from it. Okay. Yeah. But I do enjoy like, you know, every once in a while, you know, not every once in a while, like once a week or so. Um, I do get up in the geese and I take the pictures and, you know, do what I need to do to stay relevant on Instagram and stay relevant and, you know, mm. <laughs> on the Facebook and everything. So it's just, uh, it's a very, it's a very different scope for me because I, I physically like to perform for people, you know, and you was- people I can see and people I can touch and interact with, you know. And, and I have to say, you be giving it on, you be giving it on social media. You be like, hey, hey. I be like, okay. And you was doing the performances like you usually do, and it was so lit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and I was. I mean, it's not that I can't do it. It's I just prefer it. Yes. It's like you was like I want all eyes on me, and I want your applause, applause, applause. Another exactly. Gaga song. <laughs> exactly. Call me Lady Gaga. I live for your applause. Yes. <laughs> so, you started in, the- in theater, and then what happened what happened what was that transformation who did you meet well i uh so i uh got my degree in theater uh and then i moved to new york i'd never visited i uh, i just moved and uh said this is it i moved here with not enough money so i couldn't even physically move back home so at okay. the end of the day i was like well i'm stuck here so this we don't have to make this work and then uh, I didn't really do theater, honestly. Like, one of the reasons I started doing drag was that I was working so much that I wasn't having any fun. I was just literally waking up, going to work, going home, going to bed, waking up, going to work. So literally, I started doing it as a way to, like, get out and force myself to have fun. Okay. <laughs> and to, like, you know, to be a part of it and to experience things. Um, also, people said that I would be rather good at it. And... They're right. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. And they're true. <laughs> so, like, I I, 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 um, I, just started doing it just to kind of get out of the house. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I can do this. I feel good about it. I started doing it. Actually, my first performance wasn't a competition, which was a wild way to start. <laughs> uh, like, oh. <laughs> so 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 how does that how, how how does the competition like do you have some some shady moments like who the fuck is this bitch like or is it very much like all welcoming hands and arms like okay all right oh i mean i think i think on i think on a on a on a very shallow basis everyone's very nice yes when you first get in there okay you know for the most part i would say everyone's like hey how are you blah 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 it depends on the competition but um and then there's always going to be like those moments where you're like, you're like, oh, Michael's a mess. <laughs> but then you know, but the thing is, I, I couldn't have that moment in the beginning because I was probably the mess, honestly. Mm. But I, 
that's the thing about drag. I feel like at any given moment, you can't tell a drag queen she's not the most beautiful person in the world. Okay. She could be busted. And, like, literally, I look back at pictures for myself, and I'm like, Ooh, that was rough. But I know on that day, I was the only woman. You know, I was the only... The only fish. <laughs> Listen, it's it's just like when you're a teenager, when you wear these clothes as a teenager, and you're like, I was the shit. And then you look at it in your 20s and 30s, you're like, what the fuck did I put on? Oh, it reminds me. Oh, I was explaining this to my roommate because she never, like, this. apparently this only happened at my school, or maybe it was a West Coast thing. I don't know. But the girls in my school used to wear jeans, skinny jeans, mm. and then sweatpants over those jeans. And then they used to rubber band the bottom of their pants. I don't understand what the purpose was, but it wasn't. That definitely happened. Like, I know my high school experience. <laughs> it happened. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me take this in because yes. I'm from the East Coast. Okay, go ahead. Jeans. <laughs> sweat. Skinny jeans. Sweatpants. And then sweatpants that were sagged so you could see the jeans. And then rubber bands on the bottom and then, like i don't know why i don't know what the rubber bands were for i don't i don't, I don't know hair ties i don't know what it was i don't know what that part was about but well maybe yeah. they was trying to prevent from getting raped because it takes a while i don't know I, I, maybe it, they were trying maybe they all had bikes and they were all biking and they just didn't want to get their pants posted in the gears i don't know <laughs> then you would just roll it the, then you would roll the pants leg up you know what? Let's go back to 2006 and figure that out. For I'll, us. <laughs> I, I'll ask. I'll ask some of my West Coast friends. I'm gonna find. Some, I'm gonna find some pussies out here and say what. What was going on back then? I, you know what? It might have been. Uh, you know, Nevada, California thing. Who knew? It was. It was. This an is experience. True. It was a time. This is true. <laughs> so now you leave there. What was the first bar that you remember that you was like? This is it. I'm I'm performing, and I'm getting to to the next level now. Well, the first bar, the first bar I performed at, um, well, no, oh, technically the first bar I performed at was industry, because really? I used to do Bad Drag Queen. Um, I did it while Monet was covering for Bob, while Bob was on Drag Race. That's right. Yeah. So. She, so Monet was covering for Bob, and every Tuesday at their uh, industry was Bad Drag Queens. So the, the premise was they pull three people from the audience, and they take them backstage. They give them 10 minutes to get into quick drag, and then they perform. They like do a series of numbers. They're question and answer. It's like a little mini pageant all in one day. It's, it's stupid. It's hysterical. I love mm. it. So that's how I – actually, that was the first stage I ever performed on was on the industry stage. The, the first stage I performed as, as a professional, uh, I would say a professional or like as a person that like created their persona and, you know, went out and did it after my coming out, I guess, my drag coming out, mm. was at was at the New Boots and Saddles, rest in peace. Okay. <laughs> and that was for a competition called the uh, Lady Liberty. Okay. Oh. Uh, which I don't know if they have, they used to, they used to do it every, um, every week and now I think it's like every whenever they decide to do it <laughs> uh, i don't know if they're having that shit now because you... oh definitely not now but like even even a while ago it was only like every six months oh yeah oh. can i ask a question from you working the nightlife and we don't mean hookers or anything we're just talking about being a professional 
Um, and I'll just say 2020 almost made me a hooker. <laughs> you I and me both. Say. You and me both. Because <laughs> everybody in 2020 is the OnlyFans hoe now. Exactly. I, I was talking about this with someone. I was like, I feel like I'm the only person who's who hasn't posted a whole pic in 2020. You know? I was like, I feel like I'm the only person that like maintained that mystery. <laughs> and please continue maintaining the mystery because... I'm tired of everybody being on OnlyFans. I said only hoes. They should just call it onlyhoes.com. <laughs> just saying. The thing is, I would rather it be a surprise. I don't want people to know. It. There you go. Fuck. What if I get get a, another job and I have to be corporate? And be like, well, we loved your OnlyFans. You give really good head and ass. Now, um, you can't have this job now. Okay. Get the step in. Get the step Bye. in. Bye. See you later. <laughs> I would have been like, I, I was possessed from Corona. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I was not myself. I was not myself. <laughs> I I did not have Corona, but I was possessed by the Corona. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Now, first of all, I give every drag queen like the utmost respect because my fucking um, fucking ass could not walk in no hills up and down those street in street first of all my feet were hurt i would have blisters i would have an attitude and then i'll be, be like give me a uh, blade because i might have to cut somebody in their face what <laughs> what is your experience of walking in the streets of new york taking the train doing whatever um in drag ah uh, you know it's 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 always an experience. Um, I'll just say that. Um, it's uh, it's different every day, but I live off of a very uh, good train. I live off the seven train. Which oh, Queens? I personally love. In Queens, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's it. Oh, the Latinos love you. They're, they're, they're like, oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there was one time I did get off a train with one. And uh, definitely blew him behind a house that wasn't his. But that happened. But <laughs> yes, for blowing behind a house that wasn't his. Yes, I love it. And it was in the snow. It was the winter. You know, I, I it was real. <laughs> oh my God! You gave Pocahontas head. Have you yes. ever heard the wolf cry in the blue? Exactly. <laughs> the dead of night, literally behind someone's house in the snow. Um, so yes, that did happen. That's so hot. there's moments where like it's real cute, and then there's moments where people follow you off the train. <laughs> so really, and, yes, I have actually been followed from actually every single time it's been from Times Square, fucking place. But I've been followed from Times Square to my house, and I have been followed from Times Square to pieces. And that that pieces one was real scary because I was like, hmm, I don't feel like this is gonna be the gig was like i th- i was on the way to mm-hmm. do uh uh a competition mm-hmm. and i i just i you know it's one of those moments when you're like walking and you just feel it mm-hmm. in your like in the back of yourself and your soul you're like mm, this is i need to we need to pick it up we need to get the step you, you go from click clock to click clock click clock click clock click clock, click, clock. Oh, yeah yeah no, le- legitimately it goes to like sounding like real cute to sounding like a horse in like stampede, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 give me, give me those suits. That's a juicy shit. Well, hold on. 
So what 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 is going on? Like, is this person following you and saying, "Yo, baby, yo, baby," or is this like that was the one that, went, that was the one that went to my house, and that one was very interesting. Because you know what the problem is is I like to make eye contact. I do. Mm. So I will make eye contact with people on the train, and I'll be and sometimes people misconstrue that as uh, I guess a come on. Mm. So like I made accidental eye contact, and mm. I didn't think that was going to. Uh, affect that person so uh deeply mm-hmm. um, so to have to deal with that and then uh i did not let him into my house I mean, Jesus. There's mm. a part, the crazy thing is literally i was like a little bit a part of me wanted to be like see what happens but then i was like mm, no and mm. be, like you're already crazy for following me all the way here i don't know where you were actually going but definitely you were not going to go on my train mm. i've never seen you before <laughs> Considering I get on that same like route or like same time pretty much every you know every day. Yeah. Um. So that one was a, an interesting one, but I was like, you were not coming to my house. I don't know you. The other one, I didn't even. I don't even know what happened. But mm. I, I don't know what exactly happened. But I could just feel that he was following me. Mm. And then once I got to pieces, it was fine because that place was lit. It was popping. There was no way that. Anyone was going to be able to get it, you know. I was going to be safe at the end okay. of the day. <laughs> okay. Because a security guard could be like, this, this dude, do not let him in, you know, like kind of like thing. Yeah. So, but two very different experiences and uh, not always the stuff I want. <laughs> do you stay strapped? Like, do you carry a blade just in case? I do not. I am a six foot foot person to begin with okay you put out and then i you know uh you know me i like my seal cell tips yes so i will kick some ass if i need to but um i don't um because i've always i guess this comes from being <laughs> a tall man i have a sense of i guess crazy security mm. in the sense that i feel like i'm going anything that's going to come my way i should be able to handle mm. which is not true but uh i've never never um uh, carried something to feel more secure. Cause I, you know, you know, back in the eighties with the drag queens and and the, you know, trans girls and stuff, they used to carry blades in their hair, their mouth, exactly. and stuff. And that was the New York way. I don't know what the West Coast way is, but <laughs> you know, even the kids. Listen, you grow up knowing that when you go, if you go to public school. Unfortunately, I didn't go to public school in high school, but we still knew knew in Catholic school. You carry that blade just in case shit gets funny and you start slicing ass. You know, just yeah. saying. But but you you a gangster because you just like yo fuck that. I'm gonna punch you dead in your face. And I've seen you. You look like you can whip some ass. Like <laughs> you look yeah, like if you I'm... get get mad enough because I remember when Bob the drag queen threw somebody down on the floor. Like, somebody got a little bit too handsy, and it was like, she was, Bob was like, sir, 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 and then they grabbed him, and she was like, sir, <laughs> Exactly. I was like, oh, shit, and Bob, Bob is just as tall as you. So, yeah. Just Exactly, saying. so, it's like, you have that certain moment, you're like, I'm pretty sure I can handle this if I need to. Mm. But, you know, ever, I've, there's only, I've never really felt unsafe. If I didn't feel safe in my neighborhood, like where I live in off the seven, I think it would be a different story. 
if I lived off of a different train, if I did, you know, like if certain things didn't align the way that they have aligned, mm-hmm. I think the way I would handle myself might be different. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just, cause I, cause the seven train, no one gives a two shits on the seven train. They're either the going to work or coming home from work and they don't give two shits about what you're doing. And I love it. This is true. Unless unless you got out of the correction facility and then you gotta take the train home. But exactly. Because you know that stop. There's that stop where all the all the people came came from jail and they just dumped them there and they gotta go on that train or whatever. But they already going that far. Yeah, yeah. But they they already did they already did their strike, so they ain't trying to get into no more trouble. Um, exactly. <laughs> so you talked about stalkers that people you don't know. Have you ever had somebody who was a fan? And was just doing too much. On the train? No, no. I mean, just just in, oh, just general, in general, that was a fan. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't think I have too many crazy, crazy fans, but I have seen those people with uh, with drag queens that I've worked with, um, with uh, the girl I did brunch with. Okay. Sundays. You know, like she's got people that are really kind of very intense, and that's because you know she's she's intense as hell, tiny and womanly. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, I know. Okay, 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 okay. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, like I haven't had any crazy fans in that sense, and I guess that's really lucky. I mean, but also, like, I don't. I guess I built a, a sense of a friendship that's a little bit removed. Mm. I don't let people in that closely. Mm. But I'm very nice to everyone. Okay, that makes sense. it's the Aries you know I mean? trait. That's that's what we do. We're we're nice <laughs> to you, but you we won't let our guard down with you unless we like really feel feel you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I'm like, it's like I'll be nice to everyone, and I, I I do leave you know a little bit of back the fuck up. <laughs> back the fuck also, up. Also, I don't think because I'm I'm not very uh, like I don't like. I'm not a very vocal person on Instagram or like uh, uh, on Twitter, mm. so like I don't interact with people that way enough for them to like really like latch on. Okay. Like that. Okay. If that makes sense. No, no, it makes. <laughs> you know what? It makes perfect sense because that's how I am about this podcast. Like so many people have who have met me have said, um, you know, I yo your thing would get even bigger if you was to show your face and do YouTube and stuff. And I was like, I want to be the Shonda Rhimes. Like, I want to be the the Moni. What's her name? Moni, whatever, of Love and Hip Hop. I want to run shit. I want to be behind the scenes. I do not need to be seen. I don't need to be seen. Like, I like to be the person who said. Who said like somebody's talking shit? Like I met this person at this time. And I'm like, bitch, no, you didn't because I was there. But it's okay. I'm gonna let you let you live. You know what I mean? Let you have your fantasy. I'm gonna have you, let you have your fantasy moment, and then when I'm ready, I'm gonna call you out. You know, so <laughs> you know that's that's what I love to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like an awesome thing, and. I know the person that you you worked with. Like I don't know her, know her. Like we're not like besties or nothing. But um, when I first started going with my uh, my best friend, um, he's like, "Oh, you gotta see the show, whatever." And I was like, "Ah, oh, whatever." And I went, and I was like, "If it's not funny, I'm leaving." 
Like, I have to laugh. If I'm not laughing or being entertained, I don't want to go, right? Exactly. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I seen I was laughing. Then they was doing skits that I thought was funny. And then they was doing flips and shit. And I was like, oh, okay, this this is the one. I'm fucking with it. I fucks with it. (laughs) Exactly. This is cool. Um, What is... Like, what is dating life like? Like, what is it? Like, first of all, when you're dating, right? Do you have somebody say, like, you? do you introduce them to your your character? Or do you just plainly just date and then they learn about it later? Or do you just turn around and say, listen, this is what I do. Like, what's your job? What's your occupation? I do drag. And then people act differently. Like, what is that? What is that scenario like? Well, um, most people I meet, I meet in drag. So they've made me off the bat already knowing that. Um, I'm actually, not not crazy, but I'm not any on any sort of dating apps. No? Uh, not Grindr. No, no Grindr. No Christian Trump, Mingle. No, no nothing. No, Scrub. no Jews for Jesus, nothing. No Jews, oh my God. <laughs> no, you know, farmers only, none of that. Farmers only. So, I, I think, I mean... I, I need a good farmer, too. Farmers, I only look it up. Um, <laughs> I uh, haven't really dated a lot while, since I've been a drag queen. Um, and it's also because that's just a whole lot of work. And and uh, drag is my business. Okay. It's what I do. So, like, it, I, I take it very seriously. So, like, I don't really um, seek out... <laughs> people especially when i'm working and since i work four to five days a week i don't usually go out on the days i don't go on you know i don't have to do drag so for me uh dating has been few and far between i've had a few dates here and there for sure a few moments um but they've always been they've always started from me being in drag first okay so that kind of breaks down that ice that, that awkward moment that could happen. Okay. You know, because they're already like, okay, so we already know you do this. What's the person behind this person? Okay. It makes it much easier to be like, well, you already know, like, the public side, <laughs> the crazy. You already know what I do, mm. you are, and you're not uh, afraid of that <laughs> mm. <laughs> or weirded out by that. So if that works out, then, then we can get past that. Where do you, like, okay, so have you ever had somebody, like, fetishize you, like, as far as, oh, I yeah. only like this. Don't get out of the track, quick. Stay in it. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Luckily, I've never met that person. Uh, no, there, there's a couple people that have done it, off, of course, through direct message, through DMs, you know. Okay. And they're like, so what are you wearing now? What are you going to wear then? Well, what if I were wearing this? And I was like, I don't know. Like, why are we trying to make this sexual right now? Like, but my problem is also, A, my problem is, is I like to uh, sometimes lead on people, especially if I don't really, like, if I'm not seriously interested at all, I might do it just for the shits and giggles to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes people, you know, because I entertain them, think that that gives them carte blanche to do whatever. Okay. (laughs) And to get crazy. And I'm like, no, no. And then oh, there's always there's always like the people that are like, well, 
can you put me in drag? And I was like, honey. Uh, well, first of all, I don't consider myself a makeup artist. I can do this, mm-hmm. this, this face. Um, I don't, I haven't really painted anyone else. So I wouldn't consider myself a makeup artist in that sense. So first of all, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want you to be my first canvas. First mm-hmm. of all, this person I don't know. Second of all, I don't really want to paint anyone ever. You know? Yeah. I want to do me. <laughs> cause first of all, like, cause sometimes you just want to leave work, work at work. And the home exactly. is for your home. You know what I mean? Exactly. But these are also people that like, they want that. And then they also want that like weird sexual experience at the same time. And I'm like, I, I don't, A, I don't want to waste makeup on you and then have sex with you in it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. What, like, like, you know, I'm going to ask, is it like white guys, black guys, Spanish guys, or is it just all of the above that gives you, that gives you that? like it's a mixture mm-hmm. generally generally leading white or hispanic that but not limited to okay let's say that okay um yeah all the men have, a, have every race of men have a their, their bit of cra- and craziness oh yeah absolutely i think the white people are the craziest i'll say it right now mm-hmm. <laughs> We all we all been new, but I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> if you didn't see the capital, you seen it. Man, L- listen, <laughs> if you didn't see that capital shit, then you already know storming that capital crazy. Then you knew right then exactly, and there. Exactly. And and then one of the Karens said, "Well, Trump invited us." So we thought it was okay. Like it was a fucking party. Like it was like, you know what? It was like it was a college party and everyone was invited. It was BYOG. Bring your own gun. Listen, if they, they better be happy I'm not a news reporter because I'll be like, so bitch. So Trump invited you. Where was your invitation? Where's the paperwork? Where's the paperwork? <laughs> and a matter of fact, if Trump invited you, why did you have to kick the glass down if he invited you? Exactly. Couldn't you just knock and then someone would let you in? Oh, wait, someone did. Oh, Karen. Bitches. The Karens of the world. So, you know, this whole entire time, um, time until recently, motherfucker, I thought you was Hispanic. I I I get a lot of different races. Let's say that. Um, I I used to. It was much easier when I wasn't in drag. But sometimes in drag, people be like, "What ethnicity are you?" And I'll be like, "Yes." And then I'll be like, "I." And then I'll like. Be like, I know it's difficult because I am wearing makeup. <laughs> mm. Like, I, my skin tone is my skin tone that I've painted is not much different than the skin tone that I have. So, and I'll get a lot of things. I'll get Hispanic, very specific, like Dominican or um, Puerto Rican, and then or Mexican. Mm. Um, and then I'll get Asian. I'll get um, what else do I get? I've gotten Native American. I've gotten all kinds of crazy shit. Mm. Uh, I think there's only been a few times where they got it right immediately. And those are the people, those are like, I was like, you know. <laughs> and some of the people were like, so, uh, I remember someone was like, oh yeah, oh look at her nose. Of course she is. And I was like, yeah, right. I mean, my nose is cute. I'll say that. Yes. But, but no, I'm not Hispanic. I'm black and white. Mm. Um, 
mulatto, as you'd like to call it. Uh, I am the Mariah Carey of drag, meaning I am so damn white that that's why I'm getting confused. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love Mariah it. Mariah Carey always has to remind people that she is black. And uh, sometimes I have to do that too. And, but I love, I love it. Um, when Mariah checks somebody real quick, she like, but I'm black though. Don't get that shit twisted. So, exactly. You know, I had a conversation with somebody um before, and he is purely Hispanic, and he was dating somebody who was white. And when this whole capital thing happened, right? Um, his man forgot that he was still a person of color and was like, yeah, I'm all for the um capital thing because like it's just like Black Lives Matter and I, and he had to check him really quick. Uh-huh. Because of your mixture and then you look what people would consider like, oh, like you're you're one of us, right? Yeah. Do you hear like people say kind of disrespectful things and then you have to kind of check it or you have to like look at the, give them the side eye and say, okay, I, I have to uh, pay attention to, to you. And I'm saying within the drag community and the community to get together because, you know, we was, I was talking to, it's a, I do fully lowly questions. So please work with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because what I use, what I've been listening to a lot of is, LGBT um, Q plus has not been really the same. It's been a lot of stuff going on, especially with racism in the community and stuff like that. So as a drag yeah. queen yourself, do you hear certain things or see certain things? I, I, I do. I feel like I don't necessarily, I don't think I hear it from the drag queens necessarily, mm-hmm. but most of the drag queens I work with already know me already know who I am, like what my life is. So I don't think people do it to me, but I, I definitely, I'm sure it happened and I felt it from other people, mm-hmm. but never to me. Okay. Mostly because I, at the end of the day, I, I look white, but I don't look that white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even yourself, you thought I was Hispanic. So you're like, you knew I wasn't pure white, yeah. if anything. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think I, but I'm also, I don't, I don't entertain Bullshit. negative people. Okay. I don't entertain negative people. I work with the girls I work with because they are positive, they're, um, you know, uplifting, and they're funny and entertaining. Yeah. I don't deal with people that are negative, who are um, just in it for themselves. Okay. You know, like, I don't entertain them because... That's not what my drag's about. My drag's about having fun and living it, living your best life. And then, you know what? And, and entertaining people along the way. Okay. You know, so like, I'm not going to entertain all of that. And that's, and I think that has that lost me opportunities? Maybe, you know, not dealing with people that I feel aren't worthy of my time. Has it lost me chances to do things that are huge and big? Possibly. But mm. you know what? I'd rather stay on my little road that's slowly climbing up towards, you know, success than, you know, spike and then be an evil, <laughs> an evil bitch. Yeah, that nobody wants to, to work with. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, um, 
I've been blessed enough to be around Bob, Bianca Del Rio, and um, Monet Exchange, mm -hmm. even Tina Burner. Um, and what's the other one? Shangela? I thought she, I don't know if she's on this one or whatever. Um, I've been around them to be like, oh shit, like I knew when they was doing this and you know, the fun of it and all that other stuff, stuff, even, um, Miss Cracker and uh, like, like just, just, just seeing them like, oh shit, this is awesome or whatever. When it was just only five people in the room and they were still, you know, doing their entertainment and stuff like that. So it's like an awesome thing. And I, for me to have you on this platform with, with me bef before you get to that level is like, for me, an awesome thing. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you the true performers for me, like I, the true performers are the people that can entertain a room of like three. You know, I have done many a show where it's like two, three people, two of them literally didn't know the show was happening until they walked in mm -hmm. kind of moment. And though I feel like that's like the true challenge. And like, if you can entertain that many and then you can also entertain a hundred people, like, I feel like that's the mark of a true entertainer, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I feel grateful that you, <laughs> that you asked me to be on here and uh, feel that I'm worthy of you know being in that upper echelon uh, hell instantly. fucking yeah listen my you listen to my show we ratchet this is very listen this is a very look there's people on here who are like on that level level where uh -huh. it's like they're doing me a, fa a favor and then there's people there's your old your old shoes raggedy strong that just like they just know me <laughs> And they just like, yeah, you doing one? I like you. We're going to do, do it. So I think that's always been my thing. Like, I don't want just a celebrity or old high name or old this. I want it to be mixed up because at the end of the day, we're, as John Legend said, we're ordinary people at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, and it's the true representation of, of New York, I think. You know, you have you the people that are like rich and, uh, you know, and a celebrity. And then you have just the regular Joe Schmo that's walking down the street. I feel like it's a good representation. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And pre appreciate you. Um, what is next for you? Like, what is those things that's just like, you know what? We're here. I'm pushing into 2021. What is it? Is it like, I'm gonna do more shows online. I'm gonna talk to this person i'm gonna hit these um restaurants or bars more like what is what is your your goal well i think the main goal is to come out of quarantine and corona with hopefully most of the gigs that i had before <laughs> you know what i mean just like say a silent prayer that you know what the the businesses i worked with made it through and the businesses that I work with still want me back, you know. Well, I, <laughs> so it's, it's maintaining that it's maintaining that friendship, maintaining that um, open dialogue. So you're like, hey, whenever you're ready, I am still available. I am still here, <laughs> you know. Look, I, so FYI, um, the place that we usually go to, right? 
you know they got a new spot. Yes. And that spot is going to be lit for the summer. I'm telling you. Because it's so I know, spacious. So that's why I'm so excited. And uh, it's beautiful and it's on a corner. Yes. Like on, a corner. <laughs> on a corner where all the hookers can be. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So I, it's gonna, it's kind of like the, the combination of their upper, upper east side location and their Hell's Kitchen location. Yes. So I'm like, this is like the best of t- both worlds. I am one Hannah Montana. This is the best of both worlds. Because it's gonna be more space than the, the one that I usually do. Yeah. And it's gonna be on a better location, so it can seat more and be more comfortable. So I'm like, this is it. It's just gonna be the shit when it reopens. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I just because I had seen um, uh, one of the partners, and they was like, "Yo, we moved." Da da da. They were like text text me up. I was like, "Yeah, I got you." Text, uh, you know, whatever. So he texted me the location, and I, I walked. I said, "Oh, this is a bad motherfucker," because before they took over, um, it used the, to be a different brunch place. It's it, it, so yes, if you know, yes. So I knew um, the bartenders at Intimenzo, and then I, I used to always hang out with them when they was in um, Chelsea. So yeah. um, when we was there, it was it was cute, it was nice. But FYI, I'm gonna say because I don't give a fuck. The owner wasn't paying like he was supposed to. He was cheating his oh, workers. So oh, you know, you 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 know the you know the tea. Everything. You know the scene. <laughs> so that's the beautiful thing about drag queens. We talk. Yes, he was not paying his workers, so it was like, bro. And he has multiple businesses, but it, you you sit down there and you ask why why is shit closing down all the time with his ass? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, mm, that's clearly maybe it's you. Maybe you're the common denominator. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, what is something like? You know, we see a lot in the LGBT community um, this whole change that's going on, which is pansexual, demisexual, all these things. Do you have that within yourself or are you learning that stuff yourself? And has it been a change for you? Those are more. <laughs> it was more, but I said I said it's fully loaded. So let me let me let you answer that first. Let's do the layers. Let's do the layers first. Um, you know what? Like, I I think for me, like the coming out, like was well. Uh, let's let's start with this first. I've never truly had a coming out. Like I don't have like a day I can point to be like that was the day I told everyone homosexual. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't have like that sort of day. And I don't, I don't even think I, what I do have is I have it coming out of the drag queen. Mm. Like that, I have a moment where I can look at it and be like, this is when I started. And this is when I was like, hello, Rose. It's Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Rose. <laughs> exactly. Rose. Rose. Uh, Gypsy Rose. But, um, so like, uh, I, so I think I've expo- I explored a lot of myself through my drag persona. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I haven't had, like, I still think I'm, I'm still a man outside of drag. A very effeminate man. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. But like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like I'm very much a man out of drag. But I don't like mine if you refer to me as my drag persona out of drag. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't, <laughs> a lot of people that are not like my close intimate friends 
don't know what my real name is. <laughs> you know? Okay. Even though it's on Facebook, it's not like I'm hiding it. <laughs> you know, so like I don't mind being referred to as my drag persona because that's kind of what I built. It's kind of the brand I built, and it makes me feel <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm I've made it. I guess, yeah. If that, yeah. If people remember me and remember the name, and if that's all you remember, like work. But um, I feel like I still, I mean, I'm still, I guess, exploring who I am as a person. I don't think you ever stop exploring who you are as a person. I think you're continuously going through that journey. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I've, uh, yeah, I would say like, I definitely like, I'm a woman when I'm in drag. Okay. And I just happen to be in drag a whole lot. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So when I'm out of drag, it's nice to like, just to like, kind of shed that like exterior and like be, I guess the more masculine form of myself. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's so interesting because of the whole change of drag, right? With, uh -huh. with um transgenders and stuff like that. Do uh -huh. you fit a feel or have you heard that this like, well, this is unfair or this is not what drag is. Cause that's been the whole talk of the town. You know what I mean? Or is it like, yeah. or, or do you feel like, you know what, we just accept, accept it, you know, you're still a part of our community, this is what it is, and we need to support each other. What are your takes um, on that? I've always, I've always felt, I think, well, let's, let's say not always, because, you know, we were trained at the beginning that drag was a certain way. Mm -hmm. But for quite some time now, for years now, I have felt that anyone can do drag. Anyone can put on a wig put on an outfit, match their mouth to a thumb. Anyone can do that. I'm so I I don't have any problems with a trans person or a, a woman being a drag queen, being a drag king, doing whatever they want, being a not even a, just a drag personality. Mm. I have no issues with that. I actually celebrate it. You know, I, I I'm a proponent of it, I'd like to think. Um so I, I mean, but I've had, I've known people that are very much kind of like set in their ways when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's a slow, but surely breaking that, that down, you know, breaking down that, um, like, cause I, you know, you're not going to convince, you know, like, like say Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. 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 So you're not going to convince everyone, you know, the first conversation you have, they're going to, they're going to flip, you know, they're. Sometimes they might need time. Sometimes they might need someone that's even closer to them to open their eyes, you mm -hmm. know, a family member or, or a close friend. And sometimes, so I don't take it upon myself to try and change anyone's perspective in that way. Um, but I don't let, I don't like to, I don't think I, how do I want to phrase this? I don't know what I was saying. Um, I don't, but I don't think I want, I don't want them to, how I want to phrase this. I can't even think of how I want to phrase this. You know, let's let's not your negativity mm. and the way you think about people. Don't bring it to me. Got it. You know, like in my presence, if you may not, you may not like this person, but you're going to respect this person. Got it. Got it. I respect that. I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry that it took me a second to get there, but like. It's, listen, listen, it takes me, <laughs> have you heard the podcast? It takes me a second to get, get my thoughts together after this. I'm a hot ass fucking mess. 
Well, when Sometimes it's a journey, and we love a journey. Exactly. <laughs> As this world has become sensitive, right? <laughs> yes. As it be- has become sensitive, what? Does it make it easy for you to turn around and do drag the way you want to do drag? Just like with comedians, like they can't be as raw as they want to be. And before you answer that question, we're going to take a quick intimate admission, okay? I like to have my peoples on a little, little, uh. So Yamaf is going to wait because he has to take a piss and I got to get a a drink because, you know, I'm drunk. I'm a drunk. (laughs) All right, people, wait wait for us to, um, she answers that question. Perfect. Hey, everybody, this is Mr. Big Mouth, back from the intermission. So, listen, I had to, I had to take a quick break. Y'all know I need my breaks when I have to use the bathroom, when I got to get some more brugal, and then when my booty calls, we call me in the middle of my interview. I don't understand Eminem every time I have a, uh, a, a, what you call it, the booty calls want to bother me. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, get it. It's like they have like, you know, ESP. They're like, oh, you busy? Just a moment. You know, but when I'm sitting here butting and then I'm like, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? It's like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> of course. So disrespectful. I mean, that's just fate. That's just not work. I tell you. You know, <laughs> you, you know, we was talking about earlier before we had to go into mission about the sensitivity of people. Uh-huh. And how this world is right now where they screenshot your TikTok. They screenshot your Facebook. They turn around and said you used to do that. And all this other shit. Yeah. For you. How do you deal with still getting your point across and being funny and being raw without Mm -hmm. hitting those sensitive people? Because what I've learned with a lot of comedians also... It's like they can't be their true self. I mean, their 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 authentic self and funny without somebody being sensitive. Like the like the Dave Chappelle's when Dave Chappelle, like I found that shit funny when he said the alphabet people. That shit was funny because we have a lot of we have a lot of letters. Like the, the letters is just growing and growing. Like I you know, but I found exactly. it fu- funny. I even say it on here. I'm like the alphabet people. We're the alphabet people. Like we just took control of some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's funny, like like you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Kevin Hart. He says some shit in the past. You brought it ten years later now. Like, what is it? And how, as a drag queen, do are you able to do what you do without the bullshit, Mm -hmm. the sensitive bullshit, the sensitive bullshit? Um, I, I I definitely feel nowadays that people are very much. They're sensitive, but they're also sensitive about things that don't necessarily relate to them. They're sen- you know what I mean? I'm saying. I've had more people, I have more, I've had more like white people be offended on behalf of black people or on, on behalf of a different race than I have about that specific race themselves. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm like, can you get your own business? Not mine. <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you worried about them? Like, are you, you just, you're worried that your own personal feelings might show if I talk the truth, right? Right? In this moment. Karen. So, Ken. Exactly. 
Uh, so, I mean, that, that you know, that the, there was that time when everything had to be like politically corrected. It was much more. And then, of course, you know, nowadays everyone is ultra sensitive and just like to go back into the woodwork and be like, well, you know, 17 years ago, you said this. And you have to remember that that was 17 years ago. It was a different time. It was a different, like, you know, we were dealing with things differently then. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, mm. but in that moment, it is what you know. It, it happened. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's it's in the it, for me. It's in the past. Mm. You know, like unless it's like something that really affected people personally. If it's like anything you did to someone, mm. that I'm like, okay, like th- we should address that because that changed someone's perspective in life. That changed someone's how they live. Mm. But, you know, I just, I feel, I like a little bit of, you know, non-PC comedy every once in a while because, you know, it reminds us that these things are still happening. If if you recognize that we can try and, like, sugarcoat it, but, like, this shit is still happening. We're only covered, by not speaking about it, we're covering it up, in my opinion. You know? I but also when I when I do drag I I generally don't like to uh, do um, be uh, funny based on racial stereotypes or anything like that. Mm. I try to leave that out of it mm. because a like people are sensitive and b there's enough people out that that are you know gonna do it themselves. Mm. You know there's enough, there's different comedians there's different drag queens. Let them step on that minefield. Mm-hmm. You know? I like to be funny in like, I guess, observational or like things that people communally know, like through television, through movies we all love, stuff like that. That's how I like to bring my humor through mm-hmm. because that's what I know best. I I used to work at a movie theater. I used to, I mean, I just have done stage. I've done a bunch of things. I've, I watch television. You know, these are all things I know we communally understand and communally find funny mm-hmm. you know and, and enjoy and you know not everything's going to be funny for everyone but you know hopefully at least one thing will be so and that's one of the reasons why i love going to your shows because um when i go i'm like Oh, that, that's from Golden Girls. Oh, that's from Thelma and Lily's. Oh, that shit is funny, but I don't know where it's from. But then I look it up and I'm like, oh, that shit is funny as fuck. And then yeah. on top of it, like this, I'm not a theater major, but uh-huh. there's a little bit of that in me because I um I used to mentor kids and dancing is my thing. I love dancing. So I used to have my girls dance, but what I would do is I would have them perform a little bit before they start dancing. So I have them do a number, like uh-huh. like for instance, um, Harlem Night. Who run the girls? Who mm-hmm. run the girls? So <laughs> I would have my girls do that, and, like one girl do that, and then they would get into a whole dance, whatever. Boom, you know what I mean? Exactly. So that's yeah. So that's how you captivate people and how how you get people, and that's how you definitely got me. You know. Um, uh-huh. when you're doing drag, how do you make, do, like, how, what is the thought process? Is it like, okay, I'm going to do this show here. I'm going to do a different show for this 
this um place here? Or do you just be like, yo, fuck that shit. Everybody's going to get the same goddamn thing around. I ain't got that many time, <laughs> that much time to be doing all this shit. Like, all oh, y'all going to get the same shit and call it a day. And do you switch it up every week to keep people, like, entertained? Because I, I'm telling you, if I say the same thing, if I go somewhere three weeks in a row and it's the same thing, I get, I'm an Aries. I get very bored. And then I'll be uh-huh. like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> What you, what you're about to learn is I'm a person. I'm that person. There's a show coming up. We have a playlist. Week maybe a week before, maybe even a month before. How long do I know this show's gonna happen? You know, like how much time do I have? I have a playlist, and I will go through, and I'll be like, okay, so this is the opening number. This is this number. Now they're gonna put a comedy number in there. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. This, you know, this is always uh, the killer. Like, my Titanic number is always going to be towards the end of the show. Okay. Because it's a showstopper. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's like, like I love to create a playlist and to create a set list, essentially. Okay. So, like, um, so if I would have, like, multiple shows in a day, each show would have its own playlist and probably not be the same. There would definitely be different numbers per show. Mm-hmm. There might be a few over cross ones. Like my mixes are gonna, you know, over cross because you know, they're they're mine and you know they're good because I'm talented. But <laughs> <laughs> and you are but like exactly. So like, with, at the end of the day, I'm I'm not going to give you the same exact show every single time, mostly because I don't have a script. So we're gonna go off script. But I like to have a blueprint to at least. Be like, well, this is what I expect the show to be. This is what I'm planning the show to be on. If we leave that show, if we leave from that, as long as we started there, I don't mind it. Mm. <laughs> but for me, I always like to change it up because, uh, like, I I get bored. Like, you know, that's what I if I do the same ten numbers every show, I'd shoot myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, you've been in New York how long? Um, actually, December was seven years. Seven years. Seven years. <gasps> and, and then this coming June, I'll be at a drag queen for five. Okay. All right. Yeah. June. June. Julations. Yes. It's called Pride Month, bitch. Ah. <laughs> so you know I got to come over here. I'll be like, happy fifth. I'll be like, <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm only two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the change? Like, like when you're perform and within the years you started, and in the years now, did you see a change? Like a full change in people, or where you feel like you have to change your act up, or or even with RuPaul's Drag Race with all the craziness of it? Do you feel like? You watch that to keep ahead of the game or your own uh, blueprint? Yeah. I mean, things always have changed. You know, like you're, I, when I started, I like the first year that I was there, you know, was working. Everyone had a Marcel Wave wig. Everyone. Like, so I got, was... so, so not to cut you off, I got, I, some of my little big mouths are stupid and slow. <laughs> and I love my, listen, y'all know I love y'all. I'm like, I'm like, auntie or that titi or somebody who who or, or, or uncle or tito 
yes, I'm I'm speaking the Hispanic way. You know, I'm Dominican black, so I'm speaking the Hispanic yeah. way in a black way. That you know, they slow. So there's certain things words they don't know. So can you explain <laughs> the Marcellic weed wig? Uh, it's it basically they're very structured waves that are um, all. So it's not going to be like a big curly. It's mm. going to be very structured wig that has waves to it. Oh, okay. Uh, the best, one of the best examples I can think of is uh, a lot of Alexis Michelle's wigs. Okay. Are like Marcel waves. Okay, you got know, it. Like solid, like that. Those that Jersey, solid. very Jersey girl. Yeah, very big, but very solid and put together, very gorgeous. But okay. <laughs> not me in the slightest. <laughs> so, but like, like everyone and their mother had a Marcel wig, wave wig, you know, when I started, because that was just because that was around season. When did I start? Five years ago, we're on season thirteen. Would that be like season nine? No, mm-hmm. eight season eight. Yes, you're on season eight, season nine. That was when it was really coming, was really big. Okay. And I was like, I just didn't have money for all that. <laughs> <laughs> give me, so, a, give me the I, nicest I, wig. I, I definitely, I definitely evolved. Um, cause I started out in like crinoline and like, you mm. know, like a 19, like fifties or like a little bow peep outfit. You know, like that was like what I started in. Mm. Um, because I was like, if I'm going to be a drag queen, I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure y'all know I'm a woman. I may not look cute in the face. I may not be look womanly in the face right now, but you're going to know that that's what I'm going for. <laughs> listen, listen, just, just keep doing what you're doing. Cause I remember Bob before. And Bobby before, you know, that the makeup was a little bit different back in the day. And yeah. he was like, oh, shit. But now Bob got that money, money. So, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is uh, really at the end of the day, drag is like two things. It's talent and money. Mm-hmm. Like either you have a whole shit ton of talent and you make it work and you, you're like Bob and then you get money or you already have the money and you already can afford to buy these expensive things and at least per, at least look the part of a drag queen. Someone who was like that was uh who had the money and looked awesome was um Sugarcane. Yes. Yes. But also she came from a different era cuz she was much older than us. Mhm. <laughs> she is an older person who's gone through and, you know, gone through life, gone through, like, I believe the military, if I remember correctly, um, has gone through a bunch of things and knows themselves so well, but also works a lot before that, before they even decided to become a drag queen. Yeah. They were already, like, they were established in their life before they decided to switch their career. Mm. And also, like, you know, like, it also helps. I think that was a solid thing for them, and it helped to have to live your life and then become a drag queen mm-hmm. because you already know yourself. You already know what your, what, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, what aesthetic you are, what you like, what you don't like. So it makes it easier to like go in and like spend the money correctly. And then it, you know, the way that suits your drag. I did not know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having a lot of different looks and aesthetics before I, you know, Hammered down to the one that I have, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's the same thing like um Bianca Del Rio, um older, knew what their strength was, which was 
stuck to it. Yes, and was able to make dresses. That was their their strong. That was the strongest thing about them. They was a seamstress and knew how to do that and knew what fit their body. But then was also um, a comedian, also, but yeah. a, a raw, mean, nasty, funny comedian. <laughs> you know the what I mean? Of, the last, you know, last of like the Joan Rivers type, really. Very I'm... much so, so much, and I love that about. Bianca Del Rio, like Bianca Del Rio is one of my fa- one of my top favorites. So let me tell you, I- I'm gonna give you a fast story about me and how, because I was never a drag per- person to be honest with you. I used to have people tell me about um, RuPaul's Drag Race and I was like, what's that? And they was like, what kind of gay are you? And <laughs> I'm like, I'm the gay that I'm not the normal gay. <laughs> like I just, it's just like whatever. So my first, I told this story before in one of my other joints, but. So my first time dealing in drag was Miami Sizzle. I don't know if you know about Miami Sizzle. Not off the top of my head, no. So it's it's kind of like um, the circuit parties only for black people in Miami, right? It's, okay. It's, okay. Like, it's like the white party in Miami only it's black people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I went there and um my my best my ex best friend at the time was very much into techno music and um drag drag, right? Uh-huh. I was like, you're weird, bro. Like that's not my thing. Give me some hip hop, I'm ratchet, turn up, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish type, right? Yeah. And one day he dragged me into um into watching the show because we had paid the tickets for because you know sizzle is like a whole week event you know what i mean yeah Yeah, and it's during memorial time so it's that whole event five days okay so we go there and um it was very much so we're watching the show and i love comedy so i'm watching the show luel was there she's a comedian luel was there um, I think his name is Gregory Owens, Greg Owens, if I'm correct. And it was Harmonica Sunbeam. Google this. Okay, yeah. Yes, Google. Oh, yes. So Harmonica Sunbeam was so low key funny. <laughs> low key funny. And I was like, yo, Harmonica Sunbeam is mad fucking funny, like as shit. So I was like, yo, who's this person? Ain't funny. I could not stop laughing. I was <laughs> I was like, yo, you are so funny. Uh-huh. And then I seen them again and could not stop laughing. And I was like, well, let me give this drag shit a chance. Because what I knew from my time of knowing drag queens, which I had I had learned that I had got things misconstrued, which was I got drag queens construed misconstrued with um, transgenders being ignorant. This is when I was in- ignorant. And being in New York on Christopher Street, like, you would walk around and seeing motherfuckers slicing people in the face and doing all this other shit. I got that whole shit like, oh, fuck. Like, you know what? Y'all keep yeah. away from me because this is some scary ass shit. So, you know, for people who are listening, like, that, you know, you have to learn what the difference is and that, that oh, not all people are the same thing. And we have to, you know, when you go through, like, even even the slightest bit of trauma, 
you can put bunch everybody together. That's even for white people too, because if they get robbed by one black person, they turn around thinking, "Oh, the black people gonna rob them." You know what I mean? Yeah. And and same thing for black people. When it, you see a, a a white person do something mean, you automatically think that all white people are like that. When it's not really the the truth, you know. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though Capitol Hill didn't make that, you know, any better. But <laughs> needless to say, needless to say. Um, when I seen him on Akasami, I said, okay, this makes me want to go out and try this. And then when I, I went out and I just started just happening to go to brunches and I met my other best friend and he would take me to drag brunches. I said, oh, yo, this is funny. And I'm the type that if I don't like something, I walk out. Like, I don't yeah. know that if that's too mean, but I walk out. I literally like I'm not doing this. You know what? It's you, you're you're respectful of your own time and your own money. So mm-hmm. like I I appreciate that. I'd rather you be honest with me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I'm not laughing and I brought somebody here so we can laugh and have a good time and you're just boring or I've seen this before, I'm like, why am I here? Like I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Exactly. So so um. What is something that people need to learn when they go to a drag show? Because it took me some time, too. Because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to get the money? Like, why? So, <laughs> I thought they already get... Like, I'm like, I'm like, I thought they already get paid. Like, I, at first, I didn't know that. I thought they already get paid. Like, they're just doing this, you know, we have to get the just money. For, so, what's some, yeah. what's some rules for people who've never been to a drag show to know... Well, you know what? Um, first and foremost, yes, we do. I, I we do need tips because we do get paid. Well, I can't say we all get paid because that's not true. Um, very, very often or very rarely we get paid. It depends on you know what the gig is. It depends on because a, a lot of the time, if you look at like a show that's happening, unless it's like a Ru, a Ru girl show. The only person that's probably getting paid is the host. Explain that to me. Like, break that down. Break that down for person, me. The person that's running the show is probably the only person that's getting paid, and so everyone else is probably working for tips. So if you think about it that way, so I would say always tip, always bring money because you know it just feels cheap if you show up to the show and you don't tip. Okay. <laughs> it feel you know because you're just like even. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just to, you know, just bring like five bucks, hand it, you know, get it in one, hand it to them, you know, throughout the show. We'll appreciate it much more than if someone that is not tipping because we'll definitely know if you're not tipping. You'd be like, be that like, well, broke bitch always coming in here. Like, because <laughs> they're like, at a brunch, like, there have been certain tables, like, well, you're not giving me money, so I'm going to work for this table who keeps bringing out ones and fives and tens. You know, like, I'm not going to put. I'm going to put enough effort in the beginning to survey the room, mm. but if you're not going to put out, I'm not going to entertain you as much as I'm going to entertain someone who's there to give me money. <laughs> you, heard, you heard that, people. But put... that's also very much a very much a American sensibility of drag. Mm. They don't have that sensibility in Britain or, or in, the, in Europe because they do get paid. <laughs> oh... Cause, well, you heard you heard that the American way, put out, and then you'll get something that's just like 
That's the American way. You put that pussy out, you put that pussy out and you'll get some money. Now Exactly. And then also so mm-hmm. like yes, money, but also energy. Like it is so hard to work a room that is just dead. Dead. I've it's seen you- that. And it is it is so much more work for us to try and energize a room that's dead. If mm. you come in with a little bit of energy and you're willing to interact with us and willing to cooperate and be a part of the journey, because once you walk in that bar, you're a part of what's happening in that bar. And you dictate the energy that's happening. Mm. So, like, we can do as much as we want, but if the audience isn't, <laughs> isn't invested or doesn't care or, it's like, you know what, it's not going to be as fun or successful as you want it to be. I've seen There's been many times that I've been like, that was a shitty show. But also like I was doing everything in my <laughs> everything in my wheelhouse to energize them and it was just nothing. I've been <laughs> to a show back to back and I've seen the complete difference. Like the later shows are usually the funniest because they're already oh, fucked yeah, up that's... and drunk. because <laughs> I've had a cocktail or two. They probably Woke up, had a cocktail or two, mm-hmm. and then went to brunch. <laughs> it's so true and true. Because, so, let me, so now, you've learned something about me. I uh-huh. usually, unless I'm in the table with people, because I stay by the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't like giving drag queens money in their hand. I like putting it in their bucket. And that's fine. And I, if I see you do it, that works for me. See, I usually mo- nobody sees me do it, and I don't want <laughs> them to see me. Like I just put it in. I'm just. I'm a weirdo. Like I'll just be like, oh, I'm gonna put this in the bucket. Like whatever. The only time you'll see me give you something is like if they ask. If they ask, like, do you want to hear a, a, a song or mm, something? Oh. And I'll yeah. be like, Here, here's the money for it. But most likely, I like putting stuff in their bucket. I don't like like people to know that I'm giving them money and stuff like that. That Because I just like to talk to people on a regular... So this is exclusive for you. You're the only drag per, drag um queen that knows that about, about me. Because they probably was like, that's a cheap son of a bitch. Um, I didn't think that, but mostly because you kept coming back. So it's like, either like... I, I, I always felt... You were there, and you were good energy. So for me, I'm like, as long as you're giving me good energy, and maybe a dollar or two, I'm happy about it. No, it was so fu- <laughs> funny because, like, what I always would do with, what I always do is, I ask the bartender for change, and then when y'all perform and stuff, I'll put it inside the tip tip jar or whatever, and like I read the room. So like, if you have a partner that, like, a new partner, not the partner that I know, know that introduced me yeah. to you, but like. So you had a partner one time, right? And before you came on, there's being a bitch. And I was like, okay. Didn't say nothing. Because this is why I like to play the room. You're Aries, you know. I like to see what, what's going on. So then you was like, hi. I was like, hey. He's like, oh, this does I was like, hi, how are you? But whatever. This bitch comes over now and says, hi. How are you? <laughs> but she was talking to all the white girls she was like hi hi work in that room for the money like i know listen i know the hustle you gotta work the room for the money but you know if you at least give me a high you know you know exactly so i was like oh okay i see what time it is so she was dancing and i think that was the time i was 
being a bitch. <laughs> like I was being an asshole. Now that I see what you was about, I think I was giving. I think I was giving you more than usual. Or I gave um, my friend money. And I said, "Yo, give, give her ten, give her twenty. This, yeah, give her that. And no, don't put it in the bucket. Give it in front of her face. Fuck that." So anytime that the other person came on, I was like, "Then when you came, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's just me being. That was me being mean." I was like, fuck you. Because you was like being an asshole for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's, well, that's important. I'm sorry. What are you saying it's for? That was your fault. You got the 20s and 10s and shit. I employed that person. Oh, please. I feel bad. What was that? What was that like? That transition? What was that transition to be the understudy and then taking over? Oh, that. Okay, so that is, is a very good question because it was a big change. Um, when I was just the, the, the regular uh, co-host that was there, I think, every other week, mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was much freer. I didn't have to worry about whether the sound was going to work. I didn't have to worry about, you know, getting there on time to make sure everything was set up, you know, and like running everything. I, I showed up put on the shoes, you know, maybe switch my outfit if I didn't wear the outfit I wanted to travel in, you know, like switch my shoes and go up there. And I was like, let's have some mimosas and let's get, let's get crunk. Let's get wild. The moment I switched from being just a, the, the co-host to being the main host. Mm-hmm. You oh, went, you went from being the regular host to the main host. The main host, but, the, but, the, but like I went from essentially like being like, I was like one of the fun, one of the fun whores to being Dolly Parton, you know, like I was Dolly Parton now and this is what a fucking business. So now I have to deal with all of this and make sure everyone is feeling good. And, you know, I, it was a lot more like it took a lot more energy. So I drank a lot less. So I was sober for most of the show. You know I what like, I mean? I was like, I don't have time to like sit there and like worry. Uh, you know, I don't have time to like sit there and drink and, and pee pee because I have that seven things. I got to make sure this show ends at this time because the next show comes in in a half hour. (laughs) We got to clear this room because that is a tiny space. And then bitches like me be like, bitches be like, I've been sitting here the whole time. I'm not moving. (laughs) Exactly. No, they were like, we were like, get the fuck out. It was was definitely a change. I don't think it necessarily changed how I interacted with people. Uh, No, no. I think it changed how I... It, it changed because I was running the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, the back of house of it was much more different than than what I presented front of house. Who run the girls? Me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um... But, yeah, it, it was it was definitely a change. And, and Brunch, Brunch is the one show where you can repeat a lot of songs, a lot of numbers, mm-hmm. because of the fact, especially where we were, it was a tourist, a touristy area. So the turnover was crazy. Like, like not, I would say I perform, you know, for three, every month. So like say I perform for a full month, right? Mm-hmm. Every Sunday. So that's four shows, four days, two shows a day. That's eight shows. I can repeat numbers for all of those shows because not, no one's going to keep coming back because half of those people went back home. Okay. 
You know what I mean? So you may have seen a lot of the same numbers from us. I mean, we have a wide variety of numbers, so they interchanged and it was definitely different every time. But you felt you after like a couple weeks, you'd start to be like, oh, well, that's this number. You know, you, you that's me. Numbers you'd recognize. Oh, yeah, there are numbers you'd recognize, but we may not do them in the same order. Obviously, we're we're with different mm-hmm. co-hosts, so the show itself is going to be organically different but the numbers i'm going to do are probably not going to be too different overall so you answered like my so mind-blowing question because like i was like at first i was like why is this thing the same but i'm gonna come anyway because i fucking love this person and their energy is awesome it's because you know what numbers get you the money so, like, for brunch, you always do your A material because brunch is where the money's at in drag. I will tell you, if, like, you can do as many night gigs as you want, you'll make some money, but brunch is where the stupid money lies. Okay. How do you... Where you can walk out with, like, hundreds. Yes. And how do you sit down there? Because I ain't gonna lie. I was like, do I need to help somebody just to get some money? Because I've been seeing... I was looking at that bucket one time, and I was like, sometimes I just want to run with that bucket. I'm like, bah! Because that bucket is crazy. And that's happened, apparently. Not to me, because people respect me, but... Wait, what? That has happened before. So, so yeah, pe- someone has run off with a bucket before. Give me, give me, give me, give me some tea. I need some tea. Give me, give me one place. Give me two places. Two places. It's happened. Oh, my gosh. I, well, I definitely there. Definitely at, <gasps> at, on, on Sunday brunch before I was there. Okay. Uh, it definitely happened there. I feel like it's happened other places too. But I know for a fact that I remember the, the story she told me. And it was like, that's crazy. Like, I, I've never had that problem. But I'm also now knowing the story. I'm always that person to have like that, you know, that second eye on the bucket at, at all times. <laughs> I'm always like very aware of what's happening near the bucket. Oh my god! Well, these are people who aren't regulars, correct? I I don't think so. There was also a time someone stole a microphone. What? From 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 brunch, they stole the microphone. You're like, why the fuck do you need a microphone? See, that's what you need a Dante because you know I stay by the bucket and by the microphone. So I'm like, sir, what what are you doing? Put that down. that was why it was nice to have you there. <laughs> the I know I could leave everything with. I could leave my phone. I could leave. I could leave everything with you, and I'd be like, "It's gonna be there. I know it's gonna be there." Let me tell the you. Good news is because if it's not, he is. If it's not, he's gonna come back next week, and I'm gonna have to look him in the face and be like, "So what happened?" I be like, <laughs> "See know? what happened was no, but for real, on some real shit, you know how many shades at that place that was taking because I was drunk." But it was taken from there, and I was so mad because I wear some like. Have you ever? You've seen me dress and wear yeah. shades, yeah. I, and I don't wear no like bullshit shades off canal. And if they are off canal, they're gonna look good. I was <laughs> like, where are my shades? You know, after it's an easy thing to go. After listen, after a while, I saw looking at the staff funny. I was like, uh, <laughs> motherfuckers, where are my shades at? But I knew it wasn't them because everybody was cool as fuck though. Yeah. So, but I was I was tight. Like I had three shades that left. I was mad as fuck, uh, ready to punch somebody in the face. That sucks. I'm sorry. Ugh. Oh, don't be so, don't I be sorry. It wasn't you. When they just magically walk away, you're like, huh? What 
happen here? And and, and de- dead ass, like I dead ass walk. I had a, I have to be very New York now. I dead ass was walking, like literally two blocks. I said, "Where are my shades?" And and did the fast walk back. I said, "Where the shades?" It's gone. What? It's gonna show my ass. Show my happy ass. <laughs> Swear to God, I was. With twenty twenty one. Go either twenty. Matter of fact, because it's, it's always a full, fully lowly question. All the stuff that you have learned, mm-hmm. do you say you know what? I want to attack this place because you know what? I think for you guys without without telling you guys, I think for you guys, I'm a weirdo, right? I'm always thinking business in my head. Uh-huh. So where <laughs> where do you see? Like, do you see yourself saying, okay, I know these places that I'm working at, but now I want to expand to these places now. And how can I talk to this this uh, manager or talk to these people to go to these other places? Or even places that they don't know about it, but you know that they have a high revenue of people. Exactly. How do you do that? And do you want to do that? I I started off... Well, the thing is, I started off... When I started, there was a lot of places to work, but there's, well, just like any time in New York City, there's a lot of queens. So every like, you can't even spit in New York without hitting like at least two queens, it feels like nowadays. <laughs> our percentage, our ratio from queens to people is mm. really high. Yes. <laughs> so you kind of have to like try... In the beginning, I was like, well, maybe I need to start looking outside of these normal places if I can't get into these places. Okay. And um, so I did, in the very beginning, I was definitely more gung-ho about looking outside of the box. And, you know, there have been times where I was like, you know, I should go there, but you know what? I don't know if that's going to be a place where they want drag. And then literally, like, maybe six months later, they have, like, a drag, a drag race viewing party, and you're like, should have just. I should have just. I should have known. Listen, you know, as Aries, Aries, we're psychic. We have the that psychic power. So you gotta lead with like, that. I should have known. Mm-hmm. I should have fucking known. So, but you know, I was like, I, I, I feel like nowadays. The people that are that are, are successful are the ones that that do that kind of legwork. Because you know. There's only a certain amount of bars, and so you kind of have to like expand mm-hmm. and be and be and you know think outside the box, like Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be. <laughs> and um, <laughs> one, you know, for all we know, there will be a taco, a drag race viewing, a Taco Bell drag race viewing eventually. Someone <laughs> there'll be a Taco Bell folks drag queen <laughs> listen i will tell you do not be scared of coming to brooklyn because there's places so, in brooklyn uh, it's i you know it's not that i'm scared it's just maybe i am maybe it's uh it's it's a comfort thing it's so because i live in queens it's a it's not easy to get to brooklyn mm. and also everything is not as close together and i just i don't feel like I know Brooklyn that well, so I can I can walk into a bar and be like, I have this to offer, and it's going to work well with what you already offer. You know. So, friend, you got your places. I'm a Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn kid. I'm a New York kid. Um, yeah. You got Bushwick. Bushwick is epic for a lot of things. I think yeah. what I would tell and tell you, especially, is like. 
if you take, let's say, you know, time is money. But if you invest your time into, let's say, two weekends, one weekend in Brooklyn, one weekend in Harlem, now you multiply your shit. You know what I'm saying? And capitalize on stuff instead of having to worry about just worrying about Hell's Kitchen and Chelsea. You know what I'm saying? Um, And Harlem, I don't know how long the latest time you've been there it's been really big on um on the food and and and, and restaurants you know what i'm saying so i definitely would say say to look at these these places now i'm from another part of brooklyn so I, listen i would say take your uber take your take your car like i ain't gonna be walking walking until 125th and 145th you know what i'm saying but but oh, there's still a respect there, you know what I mean? I mean, and I always would say there's nothing wrong with talking to the manager and having a conversation because, like they always say, all they can say is no. A lot of when I, a lot of when I started my podcast, it was in restaurants, and the only reason I got the idea was every time I'll be at La Poparia, like I'll be dead, dead ass drunk. And reading people's futures and telling them what they need to do in their life. Like I'm putting like I'm putting my degree to work with them. And then when I realized when I do these pot when I did my podcast and I would go to Guy Rule, when I would go go to um Long, when I would hit um in Semenzo, I would have these conversations and it would be on my podcast and that's what started this podcast journey. And that's what got to where I am now. And hopefully it gets to another level. I'm not going to say here just in case somebody tries to steal my shit. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? So, so I would say to you from Aries brother to Aries brother, like, uh-huh. we have that personality to take charge of shit. So, don't let your, as, uh, what's his name? RuPaul would say, don't let your saboteur, you know, sabotage your greatness because we're, yeah. we're Aries people. Like, we we strategize and we conquer. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I hate to hit, use his name and I hate that he's an Aries too, but Hitler was an Aries. <laughs> I hate to... You know, we have to take the bad with the good. Yeah, you know, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't like Hitler, people. Don't get that shit misconstrued. I don't like him. But I'm just using a prime facts example. Facts are facts, America. Yeah, I'm just using an example. You see my voice went down when I said his name. <laughs> Unfortunately, he <laughs> was... He was in depression mode. <laughs> yeah, very depressed. Very, very depressed. Um, Yeah, so... So, so, so... Okay. Love life. Do... No, let's not even go to... Let's go there later. Do you see see yourself wanting to do RuPaul's Drag Race? I fluctuate <laughs> with wanting to do it and not wanting to do it. It really depends. It's um, what's the fluctuate? I've seen, I've seen it do a lot of great things, um, a for the community and for the world, but like a lot of great things for drag queens personally. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot. I know quite a few of the New York queens that have been on it. Obviously, I knew Sugar Kane. Sugar Kane before I knew. Um, well, I knew Aja before. I knew like mm. Alexis before. So there's a lot of people that I knew and I was very personal with, or at least, at least you know, conversationally personal with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I've seen a lot of positive things, and I've also seen a lot of negative things. What's the negative? When it comes to like, when it comes to like um, career and how they and how their career is either stunted or built. Okay. By how they've done on a show that you know that's ar- they arbitrarily pick a winner. You know. Do, do do the people still act like they do? They still um know you when they when they get big or do they act like little bitches? I, 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 well, yeah. I don't know. I think it, 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 people probably do change when they know that you're on television. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it depends on how, what your relationship was with them prior to that. Okay. Because if you had a good and you were like cool beforehand, I think a lot of that time, I, I don't think that your relationship will change unless it was built on like false ground, you know? Okay. If it was like a good solid friend. And your friendship probably will stay exactly the same. If it wasn't, then of course they're going to probably suck up more to you and cling more to you because they want to be like in the spotlight, you know, like be on the outside of that spotlight, getting a little bit of, you know, get a little bit of that. Eminem, wow. when, you, when you become big, I still don't want to be a, a be in the spot. I want to keep it just as normal and how we do, <laughs> where I do my likes, uh-huh. I give you a text, I'm like, hey, and keep, like, like when you become big, I still want to be like, hey, like you know, I I think yeah, I think I think the thing about New York, the sad thing is that a lot of the greats came from here, and now you're just like, who do I watch now? Like, it's well, the thing is nowadays, it's like you, it's a it's a, a ladder, and a lot of <laughs> I love watching people go to drag race. Because at the end of the day, well, at least it used to be that they would move to L.A. or they'd move someplace else. And then 17 gigs would open up. And then we'd all just like, everyone would move up a step and get a different gig and get this gig and get okay. this gig. You know what I mean? So like it changed how like every like season, someone like someone would become a Rue girl and they start touring. And then everyone would just shift shift up a little bit yeah you know Did, so it's but it, yeah it's 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 so weird and, and it's, i don't know how it, like corona the corona obviously changed how we do drag in general but like i don't know if people are going to be more willing to move from new york city post this you know mm. i don't know it's gonna be weird so we're gonna come to a close soon but all right all right just just thinking about it as you're speaking, you are one of the voluptuous girls, right? Yeah. Voluptuous and very proud of it. Do you (laughs) ever see any things? Because, you know, I look at when I go on the apps and I be like, Growler app. I see, then I see the difference with Growler, then I see Grinder, where rip, body, pop, 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 pop. Then I see uh-huh. Jacks, where it's black pe- and people, dicks and ass and body, 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 body. And then when you see some of those things um, interact, like some people going into this one, some people, you see like the segregation in it a bit. In mm-hmm. your part, I know you keep the positivity in drag and you don't allow bullshit, but have you ever had that fi- feeling, feeling of sometimes 
this girl might get a uh uh this drag girl might get a gig because she's thin, she's skinny, she's this, and and this girl might get get a a a gig because she's she's this and that, and it feels like well fuck, where am I at? You know what I mean? It, it, does the beauty and the the whole modelist thing exist in your world? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day, drag is definitely a visual medium. Mm-hmm. It's a performance medium, and a lot of it is going to be it's going to be who you know, what you can do, and what you can bring to the table. That's going to at the end of the day, because we work for businesses, that's going to bring in an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think I've, I've, I don't feel like I've ever felt like my size has ever been a deterrent. But the my physical abilities or lack thereof may have been. Okay. I've seen a lot of girls that can do like dips and like flips and you know crazy shit and don't have a lot happening. Mm. But get get you know put into caps because they can do all this crazy gymnastic shit. I'm not that person. I don't think I'll ever be that person. But I am, I guess, more of the actor side of things. Okay. But you know the thing is, I when in my shows, I always like to have a, a diff, a people that can do different things than me. So it's not, so that's all also, I, I think I got raised on that idea because mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of shows where like I was involved, but there was also, you know, there was that skinny twig person that's doing flips, yeah, doing all this shit. And then, but I was involved because I was going to bring more of a comedic side to things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever felt like my size has deterred how, how my career has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mostly that's because I'm kind of, I'm curvy, but I'm not huge. I guess I'm not, You're voluptuous. not problem. But I'm voluptuous, but I'm not like I'm not. I can still get that hourglass shape. You yeah, know? So like you don't got shit ha- most, hanging out like oh shit. Yeah, so like I I still fit within that model of what a woman should I guess look like. Not should what people think that a the woman perceptions. Should look like perception so it's it so i i feel like i've seen that negativity towards other people but i haven't or if i have i haven't i guess acknowledged it or just i didn't realize it was happening okay which sounds stupid but maybe i was just like you know what yeah in your own zone a lot of it was my physical abilities versus others and i just realizing Okay, if I can't do this, then I have to entertain in this way and get in that way. It's, it's, just, it's like learning what you can and can't do and then capitalizing on what you can't do. Mm. I've Listen, I've, I've witnessed a lot of st- stuff just, you know, like I said, I said, it's all about who you know. It's oh. all about the perception. Even even me being a bystander, just watch it, watching it in because one, I look like a kid, right? two you know when i come like i'm not your regular schmegler like i don't come in hi guys oh my god like this is so hot like i don't come in like that i usually come in quiet you know what i mean or i have a hat over my face or i'm chilling and 
Uh-huh. I come a little rough around the edges unless you talk to me. And I've seen people treat me differently um, compared to somebody else who, who wants to watch and say, oh, go ahead or whatever. And that's because either that's who they knew, you know what I'm saying? Or they want to be known. And I was one, like, like the time I was going to see you that time. Remember that last time I was going to go see you? I know. And it felt so bad. <laughs> no, don't feel, listen, I always tell you, don't feel bad because that's not your fault. Your thing is make your money and do what you got to do, right? Uh-huh. But I was like, bitch. And I, I was like, okay, it's all good. But I knew, you know, I didn't, I wasn't thinking because I was going to show my ass, right? Uh-huh. But the next person who I was going to see, see, which is also your homie who performed with you. You know who I'm talking about, right? Starts with a T. I, starts with a T? T. Okay, yeah, yes. Okay. So, um, they was cool. They was going to perform whatever. But when one of the people who knew me was like, yo, yo, Dante, what you doing up here? I was like, well, they told me to stay up here. I don't know why. They was like, yo, bro, you should have told me early because I would have got you to go sit in. I said, because the only person I wanted to see was Eminem. And they was like, okay, so next time, come and talk to me. Because I don't even know why the fuck you would be up there. I said, yeah, because I want to go home now. But. Yes. And it was just, and the funny thing is, like, if you had, uh, if I had even seen a message from you, I would have come and grabbed you. Because I'm like, this person is with my table, which is, like, half empty. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they were like, do you, you, you get a table if you want it. Do you want, how many guests are you going to have? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, the thing is, like, I have a lot of good friends, but I don't think I have a lot of people that I can, like, call up and be like, hey, I'm doing a gig in three hours, can you be there? Mm. You know, like, you came out of the woodwork, and that surprised the hell out of me, and, and it was so awesome and so nice, but I felt guilty because I didn't know you were there, otherwise I would have come and, like, retrieved you from But, you know, you it were. was, no, it's cool, like, look. I, I've always been that person, like, you know, if it happens, you know, it happens, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna, um, start a fuss, like, that's yeah. that, because I've seen, I've seen some motherfuckers, uh-uh, I, I, I'm a guest of so-and-so. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, if you're gonna sit the fuck down, like, it's not that serious, bro. You know what I mean? So, like, for me... Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's never that serious. Of course, I'll observe and I'll watch. So next time I'll be like, uh. Because I, I got there. It's, it was so weird. So I got there really early. Because I, I see Yeah, I see it on your social. I was like, oh, they're going to perform. I'm coming. So I was like, oh, I'm mad early. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get some food. I'm going to eat. Ah. So I knew the people that, um the people who worked where I was going to eat at. Shouts out to Viv. Um, the the tie spot. So I knew the people over there. So I was like, yo, I want to eat, blah, 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 whatever. So I ate, whatever. I said, okay, it's custom time. Like, let me, got there. I, I got there on time. Instead of getting there, I got there on time. Instead of getting there 40 minutes earlier. Yeah. Because we know how white people do. White people, white people are there an hour early. <laughs> Black people, we on time or we just get in there 30 minutes late. 
okay? <laughs> We're yeah. on our time, okay? Yeah. So I was like, I said, oh, okay, because, you know, drag shows usually start late. Like, you know, drag's never on that time. One was crazy on time. It was like... What? They were like, they were like, oh, I was like, do we start at 8? They were like, oh, well, it's not at like 8.15. I was like, oh. Because I was like, I've been to shows at that place where they like, it was like an hour later, and I was like, oh, God. And that's and why I came on for like three hours. No, that show was probably one of the most succinct and just more. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. Show was over. And I was like, the fuck is this? And I was sitting down there and I was like, this on both. What the fuck? But I got it. But you know what was so funny? I they wasn't supposed to have the show on a real tip tip because of Corona. Oh, I'm. Uh, we were like the last, that was the last one. So, because, so I had my phone and I was like, you know, cause I'll be on, I, I'll be on Growler. Like I love Growler. Like they have like a live thing. Right. So uh-huh. I sat down here and I was like, you know, for my people, like, look, watch the show. Cause half of y'all motherfuckers can't go nowhere and y'all stuck in the house. So I was <laughs> filming it. And then the guy was like, are you on live? I was like. Uh, kind of. They was like, well, um, you have to get off of that because we're not supposed to be. Up. I said, oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I turn it off? No, but I kept it in my pocket so everybody can see. Like, uh-huh. you know, I was being shady. I was like, no, because people, 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 some people are stuck in their house so they can't go nowhere. So I was like, yeah. you know, this is what it is. Point blank, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll so, be with time. Um, we're running down on time, but all right, we 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 are reaching the 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 high haters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's just so much to talk to you about about. Um, I so, know it's also because I haven't seen you in, in so long. Oh, oh yes, oh my god, we have you know what we have to have a regular like a regular smuggler. Just drink and fun talk and, and just vibe. You know what I mean? Exactly. I exactly. definitely you just voyeur on your sexual escapades. Definitely, because I'm a whore. So, <laughs> um, I definitely want. I definitely and especially. Wait a minute. And especially you live where all the all the the hot Spanish people are to and too, aka Mexicans. Come to me. Yeah, I can definitely come to Queens because I used to be a thought in Queens. I used to be the que- the queens of king's whore and i was over there <laughs> like yes i can so i already know about i already know about getting some head, head from a mexican behind, behind a house that you was like oh shit it's snowing <sighs> <laughs> those were the good old days oh those were those yeah years ago. but i but since we're running down, down on, t- on time what is something what is something that you want to start in 2021 and something with something strong and something good that you want to want to go forth in twenty twenty one with. Well, I, I, mean, I had this cute little mini project that I just came up not just came up it was like it was two weeks ago. I was like I'm gonna I want to do this photo um thing where I have like a spring look, a summer look, and a fall look, and then combine them all into like a moment. So I'm gonna be shooting. I'm gonna be shooting some sort of spring look tomorrow, actually. Okay. And it, it involves like wreath, not wreath. I don't know what it's called. It's like some sort of like leaves thing. But so I'm doing the spring one, and then I want to do a summer one. I just want to release it on like the equinoxes. Okay. <laughs> so basically, like create this like 
like, you know, this, like, moment, and then, like, when the winter comes, you have, like, the winter one, and you have, like, the whole three thing, and mm. um, I also, um, I want to do more music. <laughs> nice. I have one song. Yes, um, you have, a, you had some good songs, yeah. And it, it's nominated for an award. Uh, well, the music video is. Okay. Um, so, and I'll find out if I won or not tomorrow. So, fingers crossed. Damn, I don't, tomorrow. shit, you made me not want to <laughs> fucking end this shit because there's so more, much more stuff. But hopefully I can get you on an- another time. Oh, absolutely. We can have another time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to do more music. I want to do little things like that. I want to get out of the house, see people. So, you know, just... Tiny steps towards big steps, you know. Got it, got it, got it. Well, first of all, I just want to say I so appreciate you even jumping on my po- podcast. Like we made it to Apple, so once you're on here, I'm like, I know I made it. I made it to Apple. I'm doing my little thing, thing, thing. So yeah. I appreciate you <laughs> so much. Thank you. Definitely. And then I'm just gonna turn around and sign off with everybody. Listen. I have Eminem with me. This is Mr. Big Mouth signing off. And uh, hopefully we get Eminem coming back ASAP. Signing off, guys. Bye. And make sure you Bye. make sure when you suck the dick, you turn around and put a ma- mask over their face. Double protection means that you don't end up in the hospital or the clinic. <laughs>